This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Welcome back to the channel. Hope you're all keeping safe and well. In this edition of Spurs Chat, I'll be discussing Tottenham's 1-0 home defeat against Brighton today at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with three very special guests. But before I introduce the guests, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Now, Tottenham Hotspur, of course, lost 1-0 today at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Brighton Hove Albion. We are still in the top four. There is now six games to go. Let's introduce the very special guests this evening. Um, we First of all, we've got former Tottenham Hotspur player Dean Austin, of course, played for the club between 1992 and 1998, 124 appearances in the Premier League for Spurs, 154 appearances in all competitions. Dean, good evening. How are you doing? Good evening, Chris. I'm very well, mate. How are you? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We've also got Leo the Lion, uh, of course, singer, songwriter and actor. Um, former singer with the streets, also appeared on the likes of Love Island and The Voice. Leo, how are you this evening? I'm good, you know. I thought I'd be really upset about today, but, you know, I just want to just assure the fans that, you know, I think we're good and I'm good, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Good stuff. Uh, we've also got channel regular Craig Dearman. Craig, how are you doing? I'm all right. Hello, Chris. Hello, everyone listening. Um, Going to get into this one. Bit of a different result today from what we used to. I think your internet's not having it, Craig. Is it not? Let me go on. Um, let me go on. <laughs> Craig, I think your internet is like Tottenham's performance today, but let's start with Dean. Dean, of course, even in your tweet earlier, um, talking about this show this evening, you expected a Tottenham <clears throat> win. I certainly expected a Spurs win. I expected a really good performance. What did you make of today's game? Well, I think it was a um, it was one of those days, wasn't it? I think you, you know you're waiting for you waiting for a performance, but there was too many players today that was below par. It was uh, um, you know it sometimes happens. Um, you don't really need it at this stage of the season. We could be, we could. I mean, to be fair, not a lot of damage done really, apart from Man United winning. But to be fair, I don't see Man United. Um, getting into that top four with the games they have left. But 
you know, we're as we are, as we were. You know, we're no, apart from Man United winning, we're not really any worse off. So I thought, um, I thought it would always go go down to the Arsenal game. I think it would come down to the Arsenal game on the 12th and it would be winner take, maybe, but for us, I think it would be winner takes all. It just seems so disappointing, Dean, doesn't it? In these last few months under, under, under Antonio Conte, Spurs have played really well. And when you look at the last two Premier League games, nine goals scored, beating Newcastle 5-1 a couple of weeks ago, 4-0 last week against Aston Villa. We're all such on a high expecting, you know, to, to possibly be going unbeaten until the end of the season. Spurs playing Champions League football, uh, of course, next year. Um, but of course, it just feels like we've gone down the bang yet again as Spurs fans. Yeah, but... I think that's the way it is. We're not Man City, we're not Liverpool, we're not at that level yet. You know, you look at you know, you look at Chelsea two weeks ago got beat four one at home against Brentford. You know, it's a um you know, there's always gonna be games when it don't go as well as you want it to or or, or you end up as you want to and it's about now how we bounce back to the next game. You know, this game's gotta be, you know, Obviously, there's a lot of disappointment, but this game's got to be put to bed and we've got to look forwards and, and move forwards to the next spell of games. It's, it's still all there to play for. It's still there. It's still there in the grasp, in the grasp of the team. And if we, if we win the games, then, you know, we will still get top four. Leo, let's come to you. Um, you were at the game today, um, just behind Antonio Conte and the West Stand. What did you make of it? Um, well, you know, you know, when I was when I was walking up to the stadium today, I, I was buzzing. The sun was out. Everything was looking glorious. I, too, felt like, you know, I even predicted a 3-0, 4-0 win. That's how I kind of felt um, we were going to do today. Um, and then, you know, the game kicked off. I think within the first, you know, five minutes, I was, you know, we kept playing the ball, you know, around the back, you know, weren't really pr pressing forward. And I just felt, mm, I don't know if this is a tactic when we know where, you know, Spurs, we like to um, invite pressure on so we can hit them on the counter. But it just wasn't going anywhere. You know, we were just playing it back. And next minute, I know we were kind of like 15 minutes in, no shots on goal. We were stuck in our half. And I don't know, man, it just it just felt like it could it, it's going to be one of those days, you know. I think, I think the players... There wasn't that that enthusiasm, and even so, even even with Conte as well. I'm not, you know, usually you, we see Conte barking out and stuff like that, but I think that today was everything was just very subdued and very just below par. But you know, just going with what Dean said, I think it's um, I agree. I just think it's just one of those games or just one of those days. I don't know if the sun made the, these guys feel like they were <laughs> they were doing preseason or something, but it's just. It was just very lackluster, just very low energy, poor passing, and I just think it's a blip. I think again, it's just it's it's about. Um, I, I was saying just earlier about how you know we are Spurs, and we've we've had an amazing run. We've had five wins in a row, or something like that, or four wins in a row, and we've been playing really well. But we're not at the moment a, a championship side, so. When, for us to expect to be going nine, ten games unbeaten or nine, ten games winning, that's a championship form. Do you know what I'm saying? And we don't have championship players. So, of course, I, I'm expecting us to blip because that's what even a fourth place team would, would, 
expect to do, to blip around, you know, you have like six or seven game run, then you might have a blip. Do you know what I'm saying? I think this is our blip. It's just a case of how we bounce back from this. But yeah, that's pretty much my gist of today's um, game. You, you talk about the blips though, Leo. Um, you surely didn't expect today's blip against Brighton at home. Oh, totally not, man. We were this. This was. I was thinking four 0 I was thinking we were going to go out there. Kane hasn't scored in in how many games? So I was thinking we're going to be at home. The sun is shining. We've come off like you know. We scored four. We scored five. You know, we've just been battering teams. And so Brighton now, regardless of the result they had against Arsenal, they were there for the picking. And you know, I thought that we were going to come at them hard, get four four goals, five goals. You know, came to score at least two or three because he hasn't scored in a while. But you know, it's it was just one of those days. I just you know, I'm not and the fact I'm not really too sad about it because I just feel like 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 Dean said, Chelsea lost you know um, a few weeks ago, and so we're not Liverpool and Chelsea. And I think if Liverpool and Chelsea didn't exist, we'll think mm, okay, it's just a blip. Let's carry on as we are. Hopefully, the next game, we're going to bounce back and, and do another four or five games of winning or not losing, at least. But, yeah, that's it, really. Craig, let's come to you. Your thoughts on today's defeat? Uh, pretty much the same as the guys have already said, really. I mean, obviously, I was really disappointed because you should be winning your home games against the likes of Brighton. But I said before we come on here, when I was doing my predictions the other week, I initially thought this game could be a bit of a banana skin because we've never... I always had a funny feeling about Brighton. They, they play in a way that seems to... They seem to know how to play against us, even if we beat them. So uh, I think coupled with that and the fact that every one of our players seemed to be off it today and not, not have a clue how to break, break them down. As Leo said, we were knocking the ball around at the back for ages and it was just so slow. Um, just yeah. didn't seem to be able to find that killer pass. Um, you, you just knew how that game was going to go within the first 10 minutes. You could see uh, how it was going to be for the rest of the game. Um, not, not much service, if any, into the front three at all. I just think passes were going astray. Touches were off today. Kane looked a bit tired. I don't know whether that was the result of two transatlantic flights in the space of three days going to watch the final day of the Masters. Who knows? Um but, yeah, the whole performance by everyone. Usually there's one player that stands out and says, well, he had a good game. I couldn't give you a man of the match today from Tottenham because I think they're all as bad as each other. So, I think Leo's right. I think it's just one of, what, the only thing you can do is put it down to one of those games and move on because we've got to do that and start again um, at Brentford next week. Um, luckily for us, Arsenal lost. United won, yes, but it's a Ronaldo show again. So, you know, it's still in our hands and we go again. Um, but very disappointed. I was a bit disappointed. Romero, I love him, but he just seems to be almost showboating a lot of the time. Just like very, very slow. And I think just, you know, you, you, he's, for me, he's slowed down a bit with everything he does. Not the tackling, but when he's on the ball. And he nearly got caught out a couple of times today. Do you not think that's a good thing to bring some sort of calmness and composure? Because that's what I've oh. kind of found with Bentacore and... Um, they, they bring like some calmness and not, you know, especially in these key areas. Because when we've had oh, players yeah. very erratic or aura who are very erratic players, and especially at that far end, 
that's where penalties have come. That's where loose balls are done. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. No, when we're, when we're defending, absolutely. I think he, he's, he's a Rolls Royce. But when yeah. we've had the ball at the back, especially today, if you watched him, he's just standing on the ball. Now, whether that is the, the fact nobody's moving in front of him, it's happened a lot yeah. today. But it's like, move the ball quicker. It's, it's, it's almost like, you know, the arrogance, which is great in some situations. I just think that didn't help. You know, we needed to move that ball faster today um, all over the park, not just for an error. Yeah. Well, of course, Tottenham's game was the early kickoff. Let's talk about the other results before we talk about the lineup. And Dean, let's come to you. Um, Manchester United three, Norwich City two, uh, Southampton one, Arsenal nil, Watford one, Brentford two. Um, let's have a look at the league table. Of course, Tottenham remain in the top four. We have now played thirty-two. We've won eighteen. We've drawn three, lost eleven. Goal, goal difference is plus 18. We have 57 points. Manchester United are just three points behind us, as are Arsenal. Arsenal do have a game in hand. Dean, how are you feeling at the moment about Tottenham uh, possibly finishing the top four? Are you confident? I'm a lot more confident than what I was the last time I spoke to you, mate, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I think we've had, you know, we've had, we've been on a very good run. I think that there's, I think that one of the things that kind of concerns me is the is the squad. Maybe I think that you know Antonio has been picking the same team, which is which is absolutely fine. The team's been playing well, but I worry about the other players, the other players that are not that are not in the uh, that that are not starting in the eleven. If they get called upon, are they going to be ready? How are they feeling now? It's like. I don't know. It's it's quite a strange one for me. I think that I personally feel that we will get in the top four. Um, I don't. I think that Arsenal have had it are on a they had a fantastic run, and then the last four games they've had a horrific run. And you don't need runs like that at this time of the season. Man United blow so hot and cold. It's it's scary. If I was in looking at it and look, looking at the games, I'd rather have our games than Arsenal's games, to be honest with you. Mm. Dean, you talk about um, the starting eleven, and let's run through that. Um, Hugo Lloris in goal, the back three of Dyer, Romero, Davis, the wing-backs, Regulon came in for Matt Doherty, who of course is injured, Emerson Royale on the right, Benton Curran, Hjoy Poibier in the middle, Hunmin Son, Harry Kane, Kuliszewski as the front three. How does Antonio Conte constantly please all of the squad? Because you being an ex-professional, you know, when you're out of the starting eleven and you're not getting games, how does the manager please everybody and, and keep them um, still interested as though, you know, they're, they're part of the squad, but they're not actually getting any minutes? Well, it's, the, it's a very, very difficult job in the modern day game. Um, I think that... Um, You've got to constantly be be having conversations and talking to those players and and making sure that you're you're working with them on the training ground. I, I always think that the first eleven kind of takes care of itself. Really, like if you if you've got a settled team, um, they're the ones that don't really need looking after. You know, you do your bits with them on a daily basis with training, but the ones that are not playing are the ones that you need to uh, you need to keep them on side so to speak. And I know that that sounds sort of a bit of a strange way to to put it, but it's modern day footballers. <laughs> you know what I did see though? Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, Chris. I, when I, Cause I'm kind of sitting just behind the dugout 
what I, I saw Sanchez, you know, and Sanchez, whenever the subs were coming on or off, Sanchez was really like involved and geeing up, you know, the players. For example, when um uh uh Winks came on, he was like, Yeah, good, go out there and just he was actually geeing them up. So probably what Dean was saying, even though Sanchez is not involved, he's he I felt like you know, um Sanchez was actually, you know, you know, was happy that, you know, um and supportive, even though he wasn't playing, that's you know, someone like Winks was coming on ahead of him or you know, um who else was playing? Uh what's our guy's strike? I'm I'm losing my mind now. Um who else was what was our subs today? Uh Bergwijn came on at the end. So not Bergwijn, the other, the, the little one. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. Yeah, Lucas came on. See, this is what a loss does to me, people. I lose my mind. I get dementia. Um, yeah. So I saw Sanchez. He's kind of gene out. So I think it is key, you know, to try and it's it's a tough balance, you know. Um, but again, I I think in this, I don't think that we are have. I think I don't think some of those players are going to be there anyway. So whether <laughs> it's only eight games to go, so I think you know, at the end of the season. Majority of them are going to be going. I think that bottle of wine's helping you certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, have a, have a look at the league table here. Um, how confident are you of Tottenham Hotspur finishing in the top four at the end of the season? Um, today was massive. We didn't we didn't take we didn't take the cake, but I'm 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 confident. Um, I'm yeah, I'm confident. I think we can do it. Um, I think today was a blip. I think that. Um, it's, and and it's, it's good because we're having the blip now. And I think the next game, um, um, Conte is going to sit down with the players. Conte is going to say, look, we've, this is, we've had the blip now. You know, you see how um, Arsenal have given us another bite of the cherry. You know, Southampton's done us a favour. So we got lucky a bit today. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I know Conte is going to come in tomorrow or whenever it is on, on Monday or whatever and say to the players, look, you know, we need to step up. We need to go on another run. I think the next game is crucial. So, yeah, I'm confident. I know we've got Arsenal, which is a, you know, a, 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 you know it might be the decider, you know. But again, you know, um, it's one of those days, it's one of those things where, you know, we have to now be consistent as much as we can and try and win as much of our home games as possible. Um, the running we have is not as, is not as detrimental, it's not as bad as Arsenal's, I don't think. So, um I think if we can just learn from today's mistakes or lackluster performance, I don't think we can perform as bad as we did today. I don't think we can. I think today was probably one of the worst performance games that I've physically been to see. Um, just for, for energy and everything. So I think the next game is crucial. I think we can't perform as bad. I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we get that four. I think Man United are not... Man United have got Christian, Cristiano Ronaldo. He scored all the three goals today. So I think without Cristiano, you know, Man United are a washed team. Arsenal don't have any strikers at the moment. They can't score for anything. So we're in a good position. I'd rather be in the position we're in now than Man United or Arsenal. I just think because we've got Conte and because we've got his drive and, and passion, I think that's going to take us through across, across over to the line for fourth place. Craig, a couple of weeks ago, you were on uh, on one of these shows um, and we were predicting all of the uh, the results from now until the end of the season. Um, and, of course, Arsenal's results as well. Um, you were confident that Spurs were going to finish in the top four at the end of the season. Are you still feeling like that? 
I still think we'll do it. Perhaps my confidence has dipped a little bit, but I, th I still think we're going to do it purely for the reasons Leo just highlighted. That on paper, at least, our fixtures are easier than Arsenal's. I'm not sure about Manchester United. I know Gary was uh, Manchester United was the one he was worried about. I must admit, I don't know what United's fixtures look like. Um, but I think ours, on paper, at least, are or should be the easiest. I think the last two games of the season, you couldn't ask for better ones than that, perhaps. The bottom two teams, Burnley at home and Norwich away. I know Norwich ran United close today, but that speaks volumes in itself. So um, more about United than Norwich, I hope, Norad. So I think, you know, we get through the Brentford game. That, that's one of the, the other ones I was more concerned about. I still think we're going to turn Arsenal over at home. Um, yeah, I think I'll put down the Liverpool one as a free hit almost. because I think they will turn us over, but, the, the, you know, they're going for the quad now. So, um, you know, there's, there's so much in play. Um, there's going to be more twists and turns, Chris, I think. Um, we have all, all of the teams in and around us, including Tottenham. So it would have been lovely to have that extra gap today. Uh, we all know we should have won that game, but it is what it is and uh, nothing we can do about it now. Um, the players will know. The players will know, I'm sure. Sure, Dean's been in this situation at the club where they know they're putting a a bad performance. Everyone has, and they you you're going to want to put it right. Um, you know, even the level of football I played at, you you want to put it right the next game, um, and that should cheer you up with the prizes on offer, especially. So, uh, yeah. as I say, onwards and upwards. Uh, in answer to your question about Manchester United's fixtures, they've got Liverpool away, then they've got um, uh, uh, they've got Arsenal, then they've got Brentford, Brighton. Chelsea and Crystal Palace, they're, they're six games remaining. Um, Dean, let's come to you on that point that Craig said. Um, you as a player who have been in the Tottenham Hotspur changing room many times, um, losing a game like today, uh, where it was a real opportunity to go um, you know, clear of our North London rivals, how would the players be feeling today? Well, I think guys without saying they'll be extremely disappointed. You know, probably uh, the expectation today that would have been around the stadium um, would have been would have been big and they'd have been expecting themselves to turn up and put in a performance. Unfortunately today it was one of those days where too many players were were off par. Um, and when you have that, I'm afraid that if if you don't have seven or eight players, even in the Premier League, and the Premier League is is complicated. There aren't no easy games. We're all sitting here and trying to predict uh results about the fixtures that we all have, but yeah. the Premier League is unpredictable and, and anybody on their day can beat anybody. But although I expected Spurs to win today, I did expect Spurs to win today, without a doubt, just because of the form and, and, and the run that we've been on. But Brighton are a good side and the statistics, their st st statistics, excuse me, their statistics say that if they had goal scorers, they would be they would be a lot lot higher than what they are in the league. They create as many chances as 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 the top some of the players or teams, shall I say, in between the third and sixth seventh place. They create a lot of chances, but they've had the same issue for the previous two years, which is being able to finish their their chances that they make. Um, but when they get it right, they're a very good team. And Grand Potter has uh, has assembled a, a, a very good team with uh, a very good style 
Um, and I think he's a, a manager that I believe will also go on and, and, and manage um, a top four team. Are we not giving uh, Brighton enough credit as Spurs fans then, Dean? Or, or you know, is, is your blame going on the players not performing? No, no. I think that, you know, look, when the players are, are going to the pitch, the players, as players, and I've been there before, we're going to be judged. That's the way it is. And we are we are demanding um, as Spurs. We expect um, and we have to deliver. And today was one of those days where Brighton got their game half right and we got our game not right and our players were not at the levels that we've expected them or what we've seen them at in in the previous weeks. And it's one of those it's one of those um, it's one of those things. But mm. you have to in the Premier League to win any game of football in the Premier League, you've got to have seven or eight players that have got to be performing at seven out of ten. If you don't get that, then unfortunately you're not going to win games. And unfortunately we had too many players today that were were dropping below those standards today. Dean, I just want to stay with you on the starting eleven. Of course, as I said earlier, um, Matt Doherty is out injured. Uh, Regulon came in for him today at left wing back. Emerson Royale, of course, is at right wing back. You used to be a right wing back uh, or a right back yourself at the club. Yeah. Um, who are the best uh, wing backs at the club, in your opinion? And uh, you know, you've had many injury problems during your career. Uh, you mm. must really feel for Matt Doherty because he's come into some great form. Yeah, I mean. Um... You know, Matt, Matt, like many players that come from big clubs, come to a bigger club, and especially like a club like Tottenham and, and sort of need some time to find their feet. And, you know, just when you feel that he's, um, he's starting to find some form and he's got himself a run of games, you know, the poor lad um, gets an injury, uh, a bad injury. So that is, um, you know, at this moment in time, um, he would have been my number one choice as right wing back, to be fair. Um, as a left wing back, I, to be honest with you, Chris, I prefer Sessignon to a regular. In my, that's just my, um, that's my opinion. Uh, but Ryan has also had his injury problems and and missed games and missed long chunks. Uh, but that's my preference. So my preference, and to be fair, very, very important in Antonio's system are these two wing-backs. And I think he'll be looking for two wing-backs in the summer anyway, um, in in my opinion. Um, I'm not, I've got to be honest with you, Chris, uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of, um, I'm not a fan of Emerson. I'm, I'm just not, a, um, I'm just not been particularly impressed with him like we've all been players and I've had you know probably many people said that about me when I played but you know I've, I've come on the show I have to be honest it's, I'm just not I'm just not a fan of him I just don't I, I just don't I just don't feel it mm. um, I just don't feel it with the guy you don't hey, really let's when, when, when that starting eleven come out today, I was really surprised because one of the uh, the main headlines in Antonio Conte's press conference was that Sessignon is ready, uh, you know, he's ready to play. Um, so when I saw Regulon in the team, I was actually quite surprised. Were you? No, not really, because obviously Regulon has is is has been back from injury longer than Sessignon, and maybe he's just you know keeping a bit of consistency with the team. Um, 
just you know so i wasn't surprised i mean at the end of the day we've been playing well we've 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 won back to back games convincingly you know and so we were playing Brighton and everyone thought that we were going to beat Brighton, whether we were playing Sessignon or Regulon, it doesn't really matter. You know, that team should have beat Brighton. And if, if the team did beat Brighton, we wouldn't be talking about this issue with, with Sessignon. So I don't think that was a defining factor um, regarding today's results at all. Um, uh, just to touch on what Dean said, you know, um, the, the, the wingbacks, I totally agree with, you know, Emerson, literally, the only thing he brings is his haircut. That's about it. You know, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't bring anything. I, you know, I, I've always said early in one of your shows earlier, Chris, that if we had even a player like um, Aurier, he would be, he would be so much better in a Conte system. You know, the fact, even though people might say, oh, you know, he can, he, he looks like a calamity going backwards, but he's, he's strong. He, he's, he's assist game is fantastic he scores goals he bombs up and down so I, I think you know when the when the uh what do you call it when the season's over it definitely whether it's Sessignon or Regulon or or Doherty I don't think either of those players are good enough for a Tottenham team that we want that's going to be challenging for top four or, or the competitions anyway so I think it's just about just getting through the season with what we have and then hopefully Conte can improve on players like Doherty, improve on players like Sessignon. But really and truly, those players, I can't, they won't get into a Chelsea side. They won't get into a, a Liverpool side. They won't get into a Man City side. So why should they get into a Tottenham side? I don't know whether I'm biting too much uh, or, you know, getting a bit, you know, goggle-eyed, fan goggles on. But, you know, if we need to be competing at this level, we need to be competing at this level. And so we need to be having players that can say, oh yeah, Man United will want that player. Chelsea will want that player. I don't even think the wing backs we have would even get into a West Ham. And I'm not even being disrespectful. You know, I think players like Lamptey is fantastic, you know. Um, and if you can have players like that, I don't even think, you know, they will get into a Brighton side, you know. So, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised. I felt we were going to win. We didn't win. The team should have won, but we just didn't, we didn't bring it today. And that was it. Craig, let's come to you. Um, a comment here from Roy Price. Thanks for your comment, Roy. Um, oh, actually, Leo, we'll stay with you. Um, okay. Craig's just gone. Um, Roy writes here, no one said it was going to be easy to reach top four, uh, but it's also not easy for our rivals. We started at a lower point than our rivals. I suppose that is real credit to Antonio Conte, isn't it? Because the uh, the fantastic job he's done at Spurs in these five months so far. Absolutely. You know, so that's why you know, I'm, I'm saying things to the fans. You know, we shouldn't be too disheartened because we have we have come, we've we've been consistent. We've had a, a fantastic run of games, a fantastic runs of, of goals. We've been scoring so many and we got drunk on it. Let's be honest. We got drunk on our success, you know, and we, we even me was thinking, oh, we're going to batter Brighton 4-0 because of, you know, the results. But we are, the, the, the form that we, that we were on are, is championship winning form, but we're not a championship winning side. We are top, currently we're a top four side and top four sides have to have a dip for them to be top four, you know, top, you know, and that's how it is. That's the maps, you know, for us to be top four means that we're going to lose some games, means that we're going to draw some games. And, 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 and we're just, we're, we're in form right now, you know? And so I think this dip 
is just a dip. <laughs> and I think it's just about how we come from what we're going to learn from this dip. And it's going to be the next game that's going to be key. If we lose the next game and the next game again, then, of course, we should worry. But I just think the, this performance today was... It's just one of those days. It's from the get-go, the fact that we were just playing it at the back, back, you know, passing it. I, I, to be honest, I, I think that it was a, it was a tactical um, mistake by Conte, and and I'm and I'm not even a, you know, <laughs> I think we got it wrong tactically. You know, um, we just didn't have, we didn't play through the middle at all. The the we didn't have any. We were just playing it down the wing and losing it playing at the back, trying to put it down to Davies and Davies trying to pass it to regular and then we lose the ball. And that's what we were doing consistently. And we didn't have any play through the middle. Kane had no chance. Um, Son, Bentacourt, it was just nothing through the middle. But I've got to give credit to um, Brighton because Basuma was phenomenal. Basuma just ran that game today. So as much as we like to cross Tottenham and say, oh, you know, it was one of those days, Brighton played, Brighton had had it. The tactics was fantastic. And I think maybe Conte just didn't have it today, you know, and that's that's it. But I'm still optimistic. Before we come on to the game itself, um, Dean, yeah. just want to get your thoughts on uh, on Antonio Conte's time at Spurs so far. Of course, he, he took over on the 1st of November. He's been at the club for just over five months now. What have you made of his time so far? I don't think there's a manager out in world football, you know, other than the ones that, you know, you've got no, no chance of getting. I don't think there's anyone in world football that you would want managing Spurs other than Antonio. You know, the guy's a, the guy's a top-class uh, manager, world-class. And, um, you know, what he's been able to get out of this group that Nuno and Jose couldn't get, I think is um, is quite phenomenal. I think he's going to need a lot of support in the summer. Um, I still believe that if he doesn't feel that he's going to get that support, I think he'll leave. Um, I think it's imperative that we do get into the, cha the Champions League so that he can be um, he can be given that help. But I think that there'll be there will need to be. Um, there will need to be quite a bit of movement, I think, in the summer. I think there's some players that um, there's some players that probably need to move to move on. Not because they're bad players, particularly bad players. I just think that their time has has run its course at Spurs, and, and that's what happens. You know, you know, we we are. There's a lot of criticism around, obviously, social media stuff and now. But you know, you don't play for a club like Spurs if you're a bad if you're a bad player. Um, it's all about opinions. However, I do believe that there are a number of players that probably his time um, is probably coming to an end there now, and there needs to be a, there needs to be some freshening. There needs to be some freshening. But I think that they need also as well is that you know we talk about these modern day players and what have you. Spurs needs Spurs need some what are very good characters, characters, strong people, strong minded that. They're not going to. Um, they're not going to spit their dummies out and that like spoiled kids when they don't play. Do you, do you, do you want to name any of them, Dean? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just using that as a, as a hypothetical way. Do you know what I mean? I, I think mm. that the ones that we probably know were the ones that Antonio got out in January. 
that he didn't want around, that he felt that we're going to, that, you know, end on belly. It was going to, like, that was, you know, he didn't want to be at the club. You know, you know, it's all right, fans loving the player, etc., etc. but, you know, it was so obvious that he didn't want to play, like, he wasn't bothered whether he played or whether he didn't play. You know, and then when he was out of the side for a bit, he'd come back and he looked a bit chunky where it looked like he put, put some weight on. You know, it's not the, you know, as professional footballers, you know, we, they are there to, they are commodities of the club. They get paid extremely good money and um, there's a professionalism that I, I, I want to see from all the players. And I think that there is that there now. Without a doubt, I think that there is that with the group that Antonio's got. I think that he's he's kind of satisfied with that. He's kind of said that after the window, he was kind of satisfied with what he with what he got at that time. But there'll need to be if we're gonna if we're gonna progress, if we're gonna evolve, there will need to be he's gonna be need to be given a lot of support in the summer to be able to bring some more players in that. He feels that are his players. He needs to be able to build. He, he needs to be able to bring that that mentality that he wants and that mentality that he has. Like the winning, like he wants winners. Um, I'm not saying that Jose Mourinho wasn't that, but Jose Mourinho treated players in a different way, and and you know, in quite like come across as quite arrogant in the way that he did things like because of the trophies that he's won. I don't see that with Antonio. It's a pure professionalism for me. It's a professionalism and he wants the job done. And it's like, we've got to all be rowing the boat in the same direction and we and I want everyone on it. And if people don't Dean, buy into do you, that, do you, they won't be there. Dean, sorry. Do you, do you think um, where it happens now, I don't know, because I think we got rid of some of the bad eggs in, in, in January, but do you think some of the players will be sitting there in the changing room like commenting on the likes of Evan Domelis saying, God, he's earning 200 grand a week and look look at the show he's putting on, the effort he's putting in. Do you think those conversations happened or happen? No, I don't. I think that, I think that the dressing rooms are very, very different now. Obviously, we are, um, the Premier League is very, very very, very cosmopolitan. And I don't think that, you know, for example, I don't see a Hugo Lloris or a Harry Kane as good as they are and they're top players. I don't see them as digging players out in their dressing room saying, listen, that's unacceptable. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to be here and you don't want to play, then get the hell out of the dressing room. I don't see that with players now. Players are, players are different now. Players accept, they wait for the managers to deal with these things now. Um, whereas back in our day, managers did deal with it, but, you know, players would... Like a Roy Keane. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. That, those type of people. But but there's, there's a line. There's a line you have to... Do you, do you, think, to do you think agents are more involved now in, in all of this stuff? With, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Across all levels of football. Right. Um, there's some very, very good agents out there. Yeah. And there's some um, there's some Muppets out there without yeah. doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, that are only <laughs> interested in only interested in how much they're gonna earn out of it. It's not what's yeah. necessarily best for their player. It's a Dean, were, there, right. were there any incidents when you were playing? 
in the changing room? In terms of... In terms yeah, of players yeah. that you felt that didn't want to be there or, or weren't giving 100%? Um, no, I think that the squads weren't as big weren't as big when I played. Um, but the, there was better characters. I mean, I remember being in a game one day when um, I remember being in a dressing room at half-time and Jurgen Klinsmann and David, Gin- and David Ginler went at it uh, at half-time, went at it against each other. Wow. And Jürgen was criticising David in kind of a way that like, he didn't feel that he was putting the effort in for the team and David in his flamboyant French way threw his hands up in the air and whipped his hair back and told him to do one kind of thing. And it, but, but, but to be fair, you know, we had, you know, I, I always believe, I always believe in, in, in any country you know, and I, and I would think the same if I was working in Spain or I was working in Italy. I, I'd feel that the core of my team needed to be predominantly, like the core of it needed to be English to be, cause, and have the understanding and the feeling of the club. You know, you look at, for example, if you look at Liverpool, look at Jordan Henderson. You know, Jordan Henderson is a leader. He's a leader of men. Like, you know, James Milner, he's not a play, he doesn't play, but He's got a big influence on the on the group. He's a great professional, you know. I think it's very very important that you have those mm. those type of characters. And I don't think I don't think Spurs have got any of those. I think Hoiberg is probably the closest that they that they have. And he's like obviously he's obviously he's Danish, but he's he's got a good he's got a he's got that Scandinavian men, yeah. he's got that Scandinavian kind of British mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think. Always think that the um, always think that 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 the Scandinavians and the Germans their mentalities are all are like strong. That they are real, real strong mentalities, like strong personalities, and and they and they and they demand and they're more demanding. I think their mentalities are different or sort of closer to England. Mm. But I think that um, you know Spurs are going to need to find that. However, they find it. I, you know, I just don't. Uh, uh, Harry Kane is listen. He's in the top five players in the world, but he's not a leader for me. No, he no. might be a leader by example, but yeah. uh, but he's not. A, he's not a leader of me. Do you think so Lloris is? Because Lloris is captain. Do you think yeah. Lloris? Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Lloris is either. I think out of what you said, I, I say I agree with you. It's Hoiberg, but again, I know this is not Conte's team, and when when. Put it this way, if we do get top four, I honestly believe we're going to be challenging for whatever everything next season because Conte is going to demand it. And I do believe Levy's, Levy has to back him, you know? Yeah. So, and then and Conte is going to buy players like what Dean Austin is saying. Whether, they, whether they're British or not, I don't know. But I do agree with you to have a, a British core in your team. I, I, I think that's very important. But if Conte does, if we do get top four and Conte gets the players that he wants, Conte is going to get players that think like him, that run like him, that are passionate like him, that want to win like him. And so it's not going to be any other way. So it's just hopefully if we can get that. But if, 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 if they are, if they get Champions League next year, hmm. unless like, we've all got our fingers crossed for that, and I, I do believe that we'll get it, I'm just not sure whether Antonio is going to get what he what he wants 
And I we'll don't come on to that. A, I don't mean that in a horrible way. I don't mean that in a horrible way. It's just the complexity around signing top players now is just so, yeah. so difficult. It's just not that easy. If we were to get five players, yeah, five players of, 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 the, of what he wants, that for me would be, would be incredible. But I think but, it's going to be really, really hard. But is it because is it because you're saying that Levy is not refusing to get them, or the complexity of getting them is is that bad? It's it's an all round it's an all round thing that it's an all round thing is in that it's complicated with the with with the clubs that you're trying to take them from, the agents and what they want out of it, yeah. and also on top of that is that we've got. Uh, a hard-faced chairman who will not pay over the odds for four players. Fact. He wants to get he, he wants to get the players in as cheap as he can, and then try and then wants to ride in on his horse with his mask on and and rake the last penny that he can on selling the player. So, but is he going to is he going to do that now when he knows that the pressure is on him back in Conte? Everyone, well, everyone knows that Levy has to back Conte. That's the that's the headline. No, Levy, Leo, we'll, I think. we'll come back to this. We'll come back okay. to the transfers right at the end of the show. Um, okay. Now, after today's defeat against Brighton, Hugo Lloris, club captain, said it can happen uh, to have a bad day, but to throw away all of the effort of the last few weeks is a big disappointment. There is now a uh, a couple of uh, two minute video that I'm going to just play um, of Antonio Conte on his thoughts on today's game. Yeah, but uh, for sure not a good uh, a good result for us. And uh, a lesson that we we can learn today that uh, there are games that if you are not able to go to win, you are not to lose. And uh, it was very very clear that today uh, it wasn't our day. But I understand that we want to try to get three points because uh, it was very important for us uh, to get three points to play before of the other our uh, rivals in the race for the Champions League. Uh, but uh, sometimes uh, and uh, we need you no, know, we need to to feel. Uh, and today the the the, the game was uh, was very difficult was very difficult because it was a tactical game for both sides. And um, Brighton was very good to close every space. I think that we helped our opponent uh, in this uh, in this job because uh, we moved the, the, the ball uh, um, slowly. And uh, yeah, I think that we are we are able to do much better than uh, than uh, than today. Maybe the the final result uh, more fair was uh, was a draw, but Brighton played a really good game and uh, uh, is a really good team, well organized and uh, with a good manager. And uh, you don't win uh, if you win against Arsenal and Tottenham away. It means that uh, you, um, the team is uh, is a good team. Craig, your thoughts on Conte's comments there? <laughs> you can't disagree with what he said there. I, I, I think 
I think if you'd offered Brighton, offered Brighton fans two points from those two games, the last two games before the game started, I think they'd have probably took them, to be honest. Uh, so to, I mean, I think they comprehensively beat Arsenal. I, I think they just, they, to be fair, they nicked it at the end from us, didn't they? Yes, we didn't have shots on target, but they did nick it at the end. And you could argue a draw would have been a fair result, but I, I can't really back that up fully, if I'm honest. But I think he's right. Did, I think he was right in what he said. We moved the ball too slowly. Say, did, did the three of you see Brighton's tweet? North London is ours. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> can't argue with it at the moment. I can't even can't can't even uh, can't even well, argue that. Um, I think I think that he made. Um, I think that Antonio made a great comment. And having been um, and still being football and being a manager and a coach at a level, I think that sometimes as a team, and this is where this team has to learn that we're not having a good day today and we might not be able to win, but we certainly don't lose. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, if you come out of that today, you come off, you come off with nil-nil, you go, right, look, you know, we haven't performed well today. We know why we're not, or we have reasons why we believe that we haven't performed. The ball hasn't moved quick enough. We haven't been quick enough on the ball. We haven't created chances. Our movement hasn't been good enough. However, we've come out, we've, we've had a clean sheet. So, it keeps the run going. Yep. We we reflect on this game. We've gained another point. You know, if we'd gained another point today and then looked at them results today, we'd have felt we'd have won the lottery. You know, it's it like with the way that the results have gone. However, you know, as you say, he as he made reference to that, you know, we have to learn from this result. We have to learn from this result and we have to pick ourselves up and move on pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah. Craig, let's come back to you. Um, I normally write down the key instance of the game. There's not a lot to talk about in terms of Tottenham Osborne chances because we didn't even have a shot on target throughout the whole of the 90 minutes. Um, in the 27th minute, Kuliszewski was given a yellow card for an elbow. Um, lucky to stay on for you? Yeah, yeah. I honestly thought he was gone, to be honest. Um, I, I wasn't sure of the ruling on it with the intent because he definitely meant to catch him. There's no, there's no two ways about that. And he was very lucky, boy, that he only just brushed his face, to be honest with you. And the other player probably did him a lot of favours by not going down. Because if he'd gone down, I think it would have been a red. So, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I've never seen that side of him so far. Kulachevsko, he's always been quite calm and cool and just gets on with it. But um, it was surprising to see him react like that. Perhaps he was just a bit frustrated early on in the game. Perhaps um, perhaps they thought they weren't getting a few decisions their way. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it was odd to see him react like that, definitely. Um, but yeah, we um, we didn't do much today at all. Like you say, there wasn't many talking points. There was a chance. Uh, was it crossed it to regular on the sliding in at the far it post? Was might be more wrong. Hoybeer, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, um, Yeah, not much, not much at all, was there? Um, which is weird in itself because we've been creating so many chances, you know, the last few games, haven't we? Um, it just shows that we were so off the pace today, every player. And but the thing for me, we lost lost the midfielders, like we didn't know what to do um, to get the ball to the midfielders. They ended up going long a couple of times, and even that wasn't working. So. I think Dave's right. It's just one of those one of those days today, and they'll you know they'll look at the video evidence. I believe they have video um, replays of everything they go through with the players, so they'll look at that and just 
do what they need to do and just move on because that's all you can do, isn't it? It's, it's one of those games where you, you can't really go over and over and over and over. I think I think the players will know it just wasn't one of those days. And um, like I say, if we got the draw, as Dean said, you know, we'd have thought, okay, we, you know, we've gained a point, but we haven't lost three. So, <laughs> and the fact that Arsenal lost, and Arsenal would have known our result, you know, um, certainly at their half time. So, you know. Is what it is. Is what it is, and um, we just move on. I think that's all. Hundred percent red card, by the way, Chris. Hundred percent. I was just going to ask you, Dean, as a as a, as a former sure. Premier League assistant manager, I know I know you're probably a little bit biased towards Spurs, but you know if you were in the opposition dugout, you you would have uh, wanted to see a red. Hundred percent. Hundred percent for a red card. He's he's lucky boy. He's lucky boy. You know? yeah. And, um, you know, he's obviously getting a bit frustrated. Obviously, he got substituted not long after that anyway, but he's lucky to stay on the field, Chris. Wow. Were you surprised to see that side of his game, though, Dean? Because since signing from Juventus, um, you know, he's been in sensational form for Spurs, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's done exceptionally well. I'm not surprised by anything in football, Chris, to be fair. You know, know, he's, he's been playing well. You know, but, you know... Players are only, hu- only human. Everyone gets frustrated. Well, our, our thing will be, uh, you know, we don't need too, too many days where our front three ain't, aren't firing. And uh, mm. we had, if we have a few of those, then it becomes more more difficult for us. But that's why they're world-class players. You know I mean, it's not very often. I mean, to be fair, Brighton done a very good job today. Played very well. But we had, we were too many players were, Below par today, and that's you know that's just the way it is. Think, can you remember? Um, of, of course, uh, signing Benton Kerr and Kulishevsky, who have hit the ground running since signing from Juventus on the thirty first of Jan. Can you remember the last Tottenham Hotspur signing that did the same and, and had such an impact like this? Jurgen Klinsmann. Dave exactly. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think back, mate. The old, uh, it's not good when the Alzheimer's kicks in. Do you know what I mean? I can't <laughs> think far back, but I need to... Uh... You're not on the wine as well, are you? Mate, I've got uh, a bottle here. No, I can email it to you if you want. I can email you this uh, bottle if you want, Dean. Send me no, your email address. No, I don't... You know, I can't vividly remember anyone coming in and in the ground running quite as quickly as, uh, as what those two have, to be fair. But they've got to have dips as well, you know. I mean, they're still adjusting, really. I mean, only, yeah. I mean, two and a half months, you know, two and a half months in the country, you know, and, you know, there's been a lot of games in that period of time. Um, there's been a lot of games. That there's been international break, you know, so you're going to have to expect, you know, because of the physical demands, the physical demands of our game, Compared to other countries, it's uh, um, you know there's no easy games, and and the physical demands, the physical demands on our game come from you know we're saying here that today that we expect us to beat Brighton, that's the expectation. However, yeah. you know Arsenal go Southampton today lose one 0 Norwich run Man United two two with ten minutes to go or whatever. There's no easy games in the Premier League. If you are a little bit off your game. In this, in the Premier League, you can get beat by anybody if you're a little bit off it. You can be a little bit off it in Spain, 
and you'll get away with it if you're Real Madrid or Barcelona or, 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 or Atletico. And a little bit the same, I think, in Italy. And definitely Germany. Mm. Leo, let's come to you. Of course, um, half-time it was nil-nil. Um, start of the second half, Antonio Conte uh, was seen shouting at the team. Um, Welbeck came on for Brighton. In the 55th minute, Tottenham Hotspur had a free kick in a dangerous position, which I felt was really wasted. Kuliszewski, Hunmin Son involved in the free kick. What did you make of that incident? Because, you know, in the position where we had a free kick, you know, really good opportunity to put the ball in and we just wasted it. No, I mean, they, they tried it, you know, because I saw it. I think they, they obviously practiced that move in training and it just didn't come off. <laughs> I think that's what it was, you know, because obviously, I mean, Dean would know, um, you know, maybe they try certain moves and certain things in, in training. And obviously everyone expecting uh, when you get, when you're in that position to whip it in for the ball. But sometimes, you know, you try, uh, try something that can catch the defence off guard and you might be able to score. And I think that's what they probably tried and it just didn't come off. Um, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just one of those days where it was just... Can you swear on your channel, Chris? You can't... Can you not swear? Or is kids... If you like, you go ahead. It was just shit. Really shit. It was a shit day. The weather... The day was beautiful. The sun was out. And I just thought that maybe that just... they Some of the players thought they were in Marbella, probably. And... Just... Do you know what, Leo? You say that though. I, I thought the fans today were a bit flat as well. well you know, the sun was there. Everyone, sun, you know, everyone sunbathing rather than actually, you know, cheering oh, on the team. There was I'm a couple of very quiet spells in the second half of the game. There you was. Could hear, like, you could hear individuals. You could hear the Brighton fans. Even the Brighton fans with. I, I learned some of the Brighton fans' chants. Um, you know, because it was that quiet. And uh, listen. I'm, you know, when I said when I first came onto your show, I said I was a very optimistic guy until I came on your show, and all of a sudden it was doom and gloom for Leo. But today, despite our loss, I'm very still optimistic. I still feel it was just a blip. It's just one of those days. It's a top four consistency type of result that we got today. And hopefully, I believe we're going to bounce back again. Conte is going to take the boys in the change room and say, guys, we need to get top four. I need to get top four. Let's fix up this nonsense and get back to it. Kane has to score. Kane hasn't scored in about four or five games. So law of averages, Kane has to bang. It's just what it is, you know, and we can't play as bad as we did. The sun might have got us, you know, um, thinking we're on holiday today, but, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe the next game, you know, if it rains and it really humbles the players and makes them dig deep for a win, you know. Well, in the 58th minute, Hoybier to Hunmin Son, shot was blocked, followed up. Uh, shot was also uh, wide from Benton Kerr. In the 64th minute, we needed that little bit of spark. Lucas Mora came on, Kuliszewski went off. Um, Benton Kerr came off in the 72nd minute. Harry Winks came on. Um, Craig, what did you make of that substitution in the um, 72nd minute? Surely you're thinking that Spurs, you know, need to have a shot on target, create a chance. Harry Winks comes off. Benton Kerr, uh, sorry, Harry Winks comes on. Benton Kerr comes off. Harry Winks uh, made his 200th Tottenham Hotspur appearance today. Did he really? Well, I didn't know that. Uh, not did a good uh, result for him. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I mean, I, I know I've been a, a Harry Winks critic in the past, shall we say, but 
he is a Tottenham boy, so for him to make 200 appearances would have been a personal, you know, he'd have been proud of that. You know, he's been there since he was five or six, something like that. So, so that's good to see. But you know, couldn't didn't really have an impact on the game. Um, I think Benteke was on a yellow card anyway, so perhaps Conte was protecting against that, thinking about the next games coming up. I don't know. Um, I thought Lucas Moura looked bright when he came on, but didn't really have another impact. And for, the one for me actually was not that substitution, was the fact he only gave Bergwin um, five minutes again at the end. I, I just think he, Steve Bergwin is, um, he's probably, uh, he's, he's due a, you know, a, bit, a longer run in the team. I think he could have could have had an impact today if we'd given him half hour or something like that, because that, it was that sort of game. I don't think it would have done any harm, you know? I think exactly the same, Craig. The, the fact that Hunmin Son and Harry Kane and Kuduszewski today seemed extremely quiet. I felt that Bergwijn probably should have been given more minutes. Did you think Bergwijn or more so um, uh, Lucas Moura? Because I think that's what we needed in the midfield, someone to be a player. Because we didn't have anything in the midfield at all. And I think if we had someone in the middle that was able to at least pass the player, then it will open things up for our front three. And I don't think we had that. And, and I think Lucas, when he came on... There was there was something at least. Yeah, yeah. and that's what we're short of. We we were short of a of a lock picker again today. Yeah, uh, an Ericsson, if you like. How many right. times have we said that? But but bringing, I would personally, I would have liked to see Bergwijn uh, have a few more minutes today. You could see he was frustrated when he when he came on, and he's been frustrated the last couple of times because he only had five minutes. You can't do nothing in five minutes, yeah. you know. No, I think, um, it's very, I think it's very difficult to ask uh, an offensive player, an offensive player like that, to come off for five minutes and try to and try and affect a game. I think that you, mm. you know, you if you're coming on as as an attacking as an attacking type player, you need a you need a period of time to be able to get into the game to get the flow of the game. I kind of feel that that you know trying to put someone on for five minutes at the end it's just like it's kind of pointless. Well, really, my, well, really... well Bergwijn's come in and he's, he's bang two in ten minutes, so maybe it was like that's what Bergwijn does. He comes in, he's got instant impact in the last three minutes of a game. Yeah, but yeah, but not. But I don't think I think that's unfair. To, I think I think that that's wrong to say that he'd come off for five minutes and expect him to score a goal. You know, he looked like he had the cob on before he came on anyway because he looked frustrated because he hadn't had longer anyway. So if he's in a negative frame of mind, there's an argument then to say, well, is it actually worth sticking him on at all if that's how he feels? I think he's one of those players for me that is um, probably needs a little, a little bit of love and an arm around him. And I actually think he'll be one of the ones that will, that will be on his way in the summer. I personally believe that. I mean, when we're bringing when we're bringing in players like Winks to try and change the game, you know, again, and I, not that I mean, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a heavy critic of, of Winks. I don't think he's going to stay in the, in the team in the summer. But again, it just goes to show that we do need players coming in. And when we're bringing in players like Winks to change the game, it just it just reminds us to be humble. Well, I think that there's different there's different <clears throat> styles of players for different <clears throat> types of games. Um, Bentacore is a different player to to Winks, but there wasn't, you know, 
there wasn't a lot of control in the midfield area today. When we did get hold of it, we didn't look after the ball well enough, and it and we passed uh, like we gave it away. So, you know, Bentacourt wasn't having his best game, but not not unlike anyone else. Mm. However, I think that Antonio probably thought, well, well, hold on a minute. I can change that midfield area and see if we can get a little bit of control of the ball. And see mm. if we can keep hold of the ball for a little bit. Because um, the ball was turning over too much. Um, so, I, you know, I think this, I think it's a, um, I think it's a bit of, I think it's a bit of horses for her courses. You know, it's a bad day if Sonny gets taken off, you know. <laughs> I, think that, I think that that tells you everything, like, you know, about, you know, his performance. Look, he's only human, for God's sake. I mean, him and, him and Harry, how many times have they bailed this team out this year? Yeah. Or shall I say, not bailed them out, but come up and produce the goods? You know, that's why they're world-class players, but they're not going to do it every single game for 45 games a season. Or what, what, do, do you know what I mean? It's physically impossible. Um, mm. But today was today was one of those days. And, and there was a, just, you know, we often puffed. We often puffed today. We didn't have the... Didn't have the energy and the spark that we've had of um, of of recent of recent weeks. Mm. Could have done with Oliver Skip to come on today. Actually, you know, it'd have been nice. Yeah, if he Is he back? No, no, he's not. He's not. Fit. I'll just say he would. He would have been a good person. You know, if he was coming back, I think he would have injected a bit of life into that midfield today. Mm. So, well, in the 75th minute, I, I think he's very, very similar to a Hoiberg type for me. I think he's very, very, very similar to him. Was it industrial? And I, think, and I think that if we are playing a two-man midfield, you need different, like you need players that can complement that have a can complement each other a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm not. Um, I've not been Hoiberg's biggest supporter, to be honest with you. Um, just really? my personal opinion. I think he puts it in, though. I, I think he puts it in, but I think that he vacates his position too much for me. Um, in the middle of midfield, most of the teams that, that that you play against now play three in there. We obviously play three four three. I think it's very very important that um, that our two central midfield players are very very disciplined. I don't. I don't need in that in that system. I don't need um, centre midfield players that are like my Springer Spaniel when I let him off the lead. Do you know what I mean? When I take him out for a walk in the morning, I don't. I don't really need that. You know, I need that. I need that player, that discipline, that that strong, that type of player that's going to break the game up, be able to break break the game up, and just play and play simple and just get and get players in the game and not Do turn the ball over. So do you think, because I've realised whenever teams come and they sit back, we struggle to kind of open them up, you know? Mm. And I think it's a case of we don't have that player, maybe like an Ericsson or whoever, that's able to unlock something, you know, for us. Because when teams sit back, we struggle, you know? Or maybe we need that player that can bang in a free kick or bang in a 20-yarder, and then we win 1-0, or, you know? And I think, it's those, I think it's those teams that have those players that whenever they face a team that's sitting back, we'll just bang in a free kick, and that's it. We win the game 1-0, and then, they, you know, we've won. 
But but if you look at Antonio's um, team at Chelsea, he had Jorginho and Conte. Okay. So Jorginho is just a, is a tactical, is a tactical master. Reads the game, sits in there, mm. picks the ball up, plays simple, effective. And Conte would be the one, the little, the little rat around it. That, to mm. be fair, he's like he's like having a man and a half because of his energy in and around. Um, I think that I think that when we are going to play against teams that we that we know are going to sit back, I think you've got to go for them. You've got to go for them in the first half. Now, you know, I mm. think Craig made a. Uh, uh, a point about how slowly that we move the ball today. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, when you try and build yourself into a game, you go, all right, well, we'll get a little bit of foothold in the game. Spurs were at their best. Spurs have been at their best when on the front foot from the word go and they get after teams. Like really, really set the intensity. Mm. Listen, I don't care about if we make a few mistakes, trying, trying a few things you know, trying to play forward passes and trying to probe away. But I think that, you know, we're at our best when we're playing against these teams and we go for the jugular. But, you know, we weren't playing Man City. We're not playing Man City or, or, or Liverpool. You know, that's a different type of game or Chelsea where you have to play a different type of game because of the, the way that they play. And they are well-class. They've got a lot of well-class players. But I think, you know, the teams, like we look at the Newcastle game, you know, how we kicked on in that game, you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, we're at our best when we're doing that. Mm. So do you reckon well, it was probably, a mistake by Conte there? Is that, that's literally what you're saying. No, I, I, I don't think it was a mistake by, Con, uh, by, by Conte at all. I, I wouldn't be, uh, um, I'd be very surprised if he said to them, I'll sit back and just keep, uh, like, just move the ball slowly. I, I wouldn't think that, that's not Antonio's uh, style. He's all energy. I mean, t- to be fair, his energy on the side makes me tired. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Chris. Do, do, do you think then, because whenever like managers say, I remember last season, they asked um, you know, uh, Mourinho about how the team was playing very defensively or sitting back. And he said, no, that's, that he, he, that's not what he instructed the team to play. Like he wanted them to attack, but the team was just sitting back. Does Bullshit. that happen? Bullshit. Okay. Mourinho is a defensive coach. He's right. a pragmatic coach. He wants his team to sit in. The system of his team showed you that. The way that he asked his team to play, playing play four, two, three, one. Right. So you don't absolute, think that's the case? Absolute nonsense. I mean, I, so you don't I, think I, that was the case today then? Because if you're saying no. that Conte wanted to attack, no, but the defense was, we were literally Loris Dyer. Davis, Dyer, Emerson. <laughs> that's what it was. Lose yeah. the ball. Back to that's what we were doing. Well, I... If you if you start if you start a game and you just said you just made the comment there, lose the ball. Yeah, that's what we so were if doing. You're playing against the team. So if you're playing against the team and, and you feel that you're set up and this is, and the other team that you've set up are tactically like you've given the ball away a few times. Then you'll be thinking the next top. Like if you give it away a few times, you're going to think, "Well, hold on a minute." I, I, uh, and this is what happens at Spurs. I, I must keep the ball. I, I just need to keep the game simple for a bit. I need to make a few passes. 
But why did we do that? Sorry? Why did we, we didn't do... I mean, we just literally kept playing it. Lloris... No, but, dying, yes, but, that, but I'm talking about playing safe passes. So they just played safe passes. Yeah. So, so yeah, because what ends up happening is that then at our club, we start moaning. So when a player gives a ball away and it don't quite go, because the expectation, we've turned up today and we've expected our team to roll Brighton over 4-0. Right. And that, and that, and you know, that weren't going to happen. Well, listen, I thought we'd win the game today. I didn't think we'd win 4 0, but I thought we would win 1 0, 2 0, 2 1, or whatever. Right. If we got our game going. However, we couldn't get our game going today. Well, why couldn't and as Chris we said, sorry? Why couldn't we? Is it because, is it, is it Conte that we couldn't get the game going, or is it the players? No, we just kept I, playing I, the... think, I think, to be honest with you, I watched a game of football yesterday a team that I'm involved in and I watched them train on Wednesday night and I watched the intensity of our training session and it was incredible. I'm like, we're going to have a good day on Friday. We turned up yesterday. The weather's changed. It's 21, 22 degrees. The players look like they didn't have any energy. Now, whether it's a change... Yeah, but whether it's a change in the weather or or whether it's a setup of, a, of of an opponent or... We make a few mistakes, and I mean, Chris made a comment earlier about how how quiet he thought the crowd were today. Yeah, you know. So sometimes it, it can be, uh, you know, the players have an obligation to get their crowd going. If the crowd, if I feel that when the Spurs crowd feel that we're on the front foot and we're and we're playing quick and we're trying to be offensive and we're trying to go forward. I think that that generates the noise in our stadium and that gets the crowd going. Mm. Today, the performance was a bit flat. It's a bit, it's a bit flat. Well, and because of that, the, 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 the crowd have tried to stay with them, but then got a little bit frustrated later on. Yeah, we did get frustrated, yeah. You're right. let's, let's get back to the game. In, in the 75th minute, we had a really good chance, but probably our best chance of the game. Hoybier created it, uh, took a few players on, uh, crossed, Reguilon couldn't get there. Just a minute later, Lucas Moura crossed. Um, same position really as Hoybier, but too close uh, to the goalkeeper. Craig, what did you make of those two um, chances for us? Probably the best chances of the game. Yeah, yeah, I think, think covered the, uh, the Hoybier cross one earlier. You know, I, I, at the time, I thought Regulon. I, I actually thought I actually said out loud, "How the hell did he miss that?" But I just think he was steaming in. I just think the, there was too much on the cross room to get to. Um, the second one again, yeah, um, sort of half a chance. So, and that was it, really, wasn't, wasn't it? That's, that's all we had. I think Son had a shot, didn't he? But the blocks. But apart from that, you know, I, I can't spend too long talking about that because. <laughs> because that's all it was. So um, very frustrating. I, I, I think had Regulon managed to get a toe onto that, I think we would have gone on to win the game. I didn't actually see Brighton getting back into it because I think they would have they would have opened up and played into our hands. To be honest with you. So um, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many times I can say in one chat it was one of those days. And we move on. I think, I, I think I, I've actually run out of things to say other than that, really, because I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely think that's all you can say about today. If the same thing happens at, at Brentford next week, then I think there's a bit of an inquest to be had. But I think that's all we can say at the moment. 
Well, in the last 10 minutes, Brighton, in fairness, had a few chances. Welbeck with a header over the bar in the 79th minute, 83rd minute dunk uh, with a header over the bar as well. Um, sorry, went into Hugo Lloris's hands. Um, 87th minute, Trossard with a shot wide. And then, of course, came the goal in the 90th minute. Dean, talk us through that goal from from somebody who has been, uh, you know, you're, you've been a Premier League footballer. You have uh, been an assistant manager to the likes of Brendan Rodgers in the Premier League. Talk us through conceding that goal. And, then, and as you saw there, Antonio Conte said, if you can't win the game, then don't lose it. Well, I think that it's, you know, you've got a, as a player, you'll be well aware of the time on the clock and and how long's left in the game. And, you know, I mean, I'm a great advocate in do your job, defenders, defence, midfielders, tackle, pass the ball, strikers, take players on, express yourself, score goals. Um, at that moment of the game, you're waiting for someone to put their foot through, really. Um, yeah. Especially at that moment in the game. You know, you're in the 90th minute, you know, you make sure that you don't lose the game. It was poor defending, poor tracking of runners, um, you know, but sometimes those type of things happen. Yeah. Dean, I also want to ask you about... Um, You've played in the Intertoto Cup, and I think that this season a lot of Spurs fans have, you know, kind of wrote off even before we'd kicked the ball in the Europa Conference League. Um, they'd yeah. broke the competition off. Um, you know, of course, only three years ago we played in the Champions League final, then played in the Champions League under Pochettino, then Jose Mourinho come in. Last season we played in the Europa League, this season in the Europa Conference League. Um, mm. What were your thoughts when you played in the Intertoto Cup for Crystal Palace? Um, because I just feel that a lot of people have been very snobby about the competition. And when you see the mm. likes of West Ham now in the semi-finals of the Europa League, Leicester City now in the semi-finals of the Europa Conference League, um, have we been a little bit snobby as fans about that competition? And uh, if Tottenham were to get in the Europa League next season, uh, would it be such a bad thing? Well, listen, Chris, you end up where you deserve to end up. And if you enter a competition and you are in it, then you want to win it. Surely, you, you know, you know, you are it. You get paid. You get paid to be a footballer. And you know, whether the fans decide to turn up or not to turn up to um, to games like that, you know, for me, it's a competition that you know can be won. You know, it's like you look at well. West Ham now. West Ham have a fantastic chance in the in the Europa League. I mean, it's a. Um, I mean, I think they'll beat Frankfurt, and then you know, and then they'll be in the final. And you know, it's a. It's still a fantastic occasion. You know, Leicester obviously play Roma, which will be great because Brendan obviously worked under Jose at Chelsea um, back in sort of two between 2005 and 2007, 2008, you know, so it's a, you know, they're competitions that, you know, I don't know what, 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 what comes with them now, as in regards to next year, I, I think if you win the Europa League, do you, if you win the Europa League, do you go into the Champions League? You do, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you've got to think about that one now, because you only have four, four teams in any league to go in the Champions League. 
So if West Ham win the Europa League, will, will fourth place be good enough? I checked on the Premier League website last night, Dean. It is, it's, they will allow five Premier League teams to go in Champions right, League. Good, good. Okay. that's good. good. That's good, definitely. But, because if you remember, um, Chelsea winning the Champions League a few years out. back kicked us out. Because UEFA uh, uh, only allowed four teams in. So I'm glad that you've done your own work rather than me. <laughs> Don't bring the stress on us, Dean. You're bringing I want to end this on a positive, I really do. <laughs> Dean, you're no. bringing the downer on this thing. I no. thought the loss but today was bad enough. Is, is that whatever competition that you're in, we want to compete in it, and there's a, it's a chance to win it. And you've got to, and you've got to, you've got to try and do that. Dean, when you played in the Intertoto Cup, and I know I'm going back a little bit here, yeah. were you as players or did any of your teammates say, what on earth is all this about? Do we really want to be in this competition? Was, was there that attitude? Being honest. Chris, I can't remember yesterday. How am I going to remember 24 years ago? Fair enough. I remember, Fair enough. I remember, we went to... Um, forget where it was now. It was either Samson's Sport or Trapson's Sport. I've got to say, the atmosphere in the stadium was unreal. Yeah? It was unreal. It held about 10,000. There was... Um, it was packed, like, small stadium. There was rockets and flares going off. Um, the noise was electric. It was real. It was... I've got to say, it was... Uh, Something that I'm glad I, I experienced as a player. And I've played in a lot of big stadiums. I've played in all the big stadiums, obviously, and a lot of top stadiums. But I've yeah. got to say, as an atmosphere in a small stadium, it was it was electric. It was really, really good. Leo, let's come to you. Of course, there's six Premier League games left for Spurs now. Brentford away, Leicester at home, Liverpool away, Arsenal at home. Burnley at home, and then, of course, the final day of the season, Norwich City away. Um, our next game, Brentford away. Um, they are in absolutely brilliant form right now. Their last six Premier League games, they've won five, including another win today. Um, how do you see that game going against Brentford next weekend? Well, it's a tough game. It's a huge, huge, tough game. Brentford ain't no joke. You know, you saw what Brentford did to Liverpool earlier in the season. So it's not, we can't take them like, like you know, lightly whatsoever it's a huge huge game they won today um the fact is they've got um ericsson <laughs> you know which is which you know ericsson scoring the winner <laughs> could you well, imagine <laughs> it, it was another assist for christian ericsson yeah, today exactly. and, and since christian ericsson's return to the premier league brentford have been in absolutely superb form and it is a question that i want to ask all three of you christian ericsson is available in the summer as Spurs fans, would you like to see him back in the summer? He won't come back. He won't come back. He won't come back, Spurs. No, I don't definitely not. Because no, he's, he's going to be fighting for place, and, and 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 if we do get top four, I think the Conte will will have will, and Levy backs him would have will get players that hopefully surpasses. We have to improve surpasses an Ericsson. In 2016, when I come back to White Hart Lane as I was assistant at Watford, our whole thing about how we tried to close the game off was all built around Christian Eriksen, trying to stop Christian Eriksen. Um, to be fair, he's uh, 
he's one of the he's one of the best players I've seen in a Spurs shirt. Like as I say, one of the best. I'm not saying the best, but one of the the most influential players that I've seen in a Spurs shirt in the last sort of uh, in the last six seven years. And why do you think he won't come back? I just think that I don't think that I think that he refused to sign a contract before. Was adamant that he wanted to leave. Um, in the end, Spurs had the to sort of take take the cash with four months left of his contract to run. I just don't see him. Ever, I just don't see that. Oh, you see him staying at Brentford yeah. then. You see him staying at Brentford. Or come yeah. to come come to get coached by Conte and possibly win something on the Conte. Yeah, but you don't. Brentford, but, you know? but you seem to forget that he got sold to Inter Milan and Conte never picked him for four months. Yeah. So is it, is it that Conte doesn't want him then? Clearly, not the other well, way around. Well, I think it's a bit of both. I I think that he has had some some trouble in his life, mm. obviously with the heart attack. And I think he's just very, very grateful to be to be back playing football now. And he's playing probably with a manager who probably totally understands him as a, as a fellow Dane. And I think he's probably really, really enjoying himself. And 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 he's happy. He's happy doing what he's doing. Mm. Uh, but I don't see him coming back at the time. Would you want him to come back? Would I want him to come back? I wouldn't turn it down, mate. To be honest with you, <laughs> I wouldn't turn him down. I'm not a great believer on on, on coming back, on, on returning. But I think that where we are and where our squad is, I think he would be an asset to our squad. Mm. He's still an exceptionally good footballer. It's so good to I see him back, though, isn't it? I love it but, but, be after I what happens in the Euros. I think he's a great player. Mm. I think he's a great player. Mm. Yeah. Um, Craig, let's come to you on the uh, on the Brentford game. Of course, our next Premier League game next weekend. How do you see that one going? You worried? You confident? Um, none of the above. Um, I, I'm I'm um, I'm not as confident as I was when we do our predictions, especially after today's result. I think Brentford have had a, a great run. Confidence is going to be high, but then again, our confidence was high after our recent results. So. There's that to take into account. I think Brentford obviously safe now, so there's that to think about. Um, I bottom line, it's Brentford. We should be turning Brentford over. Let's face it, but we know football isn't like that. And as Dean said, there's no easy games in the Premier League. So um, I would personally take a draw at the moment at Brentford. Although I think I think we've got a good chance of. Uh, Turning them over, I, I, I genuinely do. I think we're going to bounce back, but as again, as Dean said, you you don't lose the game. I think it's the most important thing. You don't mm. lose the game. It's going to be a tough game. No, make no illusions on that. We're not going to go there and roll them over four or five nil. It's not going to happen. Um, we just don't lose that game, um, and, and win our home games. I think is the most important thing, and the, the, I think the rest will take care of itself through the natural course of time. And going back to Christian Eriksen, I'd have him back tomorrow if he could come back. Honestly, I think he's. I agree. I think he's one of the best players I've seen in the Spurs shirt. I still think uh, it might split opinion. This I still think when the Mourinho was bringing him on in games because we needed him, he, gen, he generally made an impact. 
when he came on, putting a few crosses, a few corners that didn't hit the first man. And I think Batongan scored from one of them that won us the game. Um, I think, I personally think he might come back to Tottenham purely because of what Conte said. He said they're staying in the same hotel. Uh, and they have, they have spoken. Um, <laughs> and he was asked about him and he said, we'll see what happens in the summer, I think was, was what his words were. So it's unusual to yeah, manage to speak like that about the right? play. from the small glass to Mate. becoming a wine. <laughs> this is what Spurs does to me. That's all I can see out of the corner of my eyes, Leo <laughs> doing this. Leo, no. but Honestly, yeah, yeah, Dean, I, I don't know Ramon Vega or Leo. I tell you, I really don't. Don't have them on the same show again. Chris, you need to get a wine sponsor or something. You need to get a booze sponsor. <laughs> they couldn't supply you with enough, I don't think. Um, <laughs> Dean, let's talk about the transfer window because uh, you mentioned the transfer window earlier. Um, if Spurs, um, and let's say if Spurs do get into the top four, um, Antonio Conte, we all know Antonio Conte doesn't go to a club, including Spurs, just to be finishing in the top four. He wants to win trophies. He wants to be uh, very successful everywhere he's gone and uh, or everywhere he goes. What are you expecting in the summer? And what is the definition of really backing this manager? Two wing-backs, one centre-half, one centre-midfield player, another centre-forward and another winger. Well, that's a lot of Six, six <laughs> or seven. And six or seven out as well, Dean, do you think? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they need to be... The players that he wants to sign need to be players that he's going to be confident in starting. Absolutely. And the ones that obviously have got to go are the ones that he's not confident about them starting. But they'll be harder ones to get out because Mr Levy will drive a hard bargain. He'll get, he'll get offered a five-over and he'll want a tenner. But do you? Th but my question is: Everyone knows. Everyone's mum, everyone's daughter, everyone's son, all the press, ev all the fans know that Levy has to back Conte because they know that if Conte is not backed, Conte will leave. So Levy knows this. The board knows this. Everyone knows this. So Levy surely cannot think, okay, I have. I'm not going to back him. And whatever, because the backlash will be too much. He, he, he's not going to survive that. For, for, for what Leo, you said, Dean, Leo, is it really? He don't, give, he don't give a shit. Let's be fair. <laughs> are you, no, are you like, he, he's not going to care. It, like he'll do what he thinks is right for the business, and he'll do what's right for the club. But it will have to balance the books. He will not just go. He he, he won't care if he's going to get stick, mate. That's not going to. I mean, to be fair. I mean, until they pulled them them two out of the bag on the thirty first on the last day, he was probably going to be getting ready to get hung. Yeah, but Do you point. think it was luck though? Do you yeah. think it was luck those two? Because there's part of the back of my mind. I think I I might be being a bit cynical here, but I think they thought on the second last day of the transfer window, shit, we've got nobody in. Who can we get? Oh, there's these two guys from Juventus. No, and I think that's work. something that where you know the um, would been would have been working on this for quite a long time, and it was about the timing for Juventus 
it was about timing to be able to get to get what they wanted. And in the end, they probably made the call. So Spurs, yeah, probably were a bit lucky in getting them when they got them. But I think that it was probably a case of where Juventus just went, right, OK, yeah, well, you know, we've got to get these boys gone now. We've, we've tried to hold out for this or, or try to do this, try to do this better business. But then probably a bit of the influence of the agent as well, where the agents turn around and probably gone, well, you're not going to get anything out, out of these players now, are you? Like, it's the way it is. You, you... There's definitely something happened in the last couple of days to get those deals over the line. Otherwise, they would have happened in in the early part, in the first week. And I think Antonio come out after about two, three weeks of January and he was on one of his press conferences and he was proper pissed off. And you could tell that he was proper pissed off in terms of the there hadn't been more players coming through the door. So, sorry, sorry, Chris. So, uh, we've got like a World Cup. Is it World Cup or Europe? What have we got in the summer now? Because obviously... World, World, World Cup in the winter. In November and December. Oh, we've got... Oh, wow. That's a bit weird. Come on, son. Keep up. You've been I on that even, wine too much, mate. Mate, I didn't even... Have, been? have another swig. Even, have another swig. You'll come back to us in a minute. Dean, I wanted to ask, the, the few times that you've been on this channel, we've spoken a lot about Jurgen Klingsmann and, you know, that summer of 94, we were all wowed. Even you as a player were wowed the fact that we'd gone out and bought a world-class player. Do you mm. think that all of us fans are going to be wowed this summer with players, you know, world-class players, household names coming in to Tottenham Hotspur? In a word, <laughs> go on, <Dave. laughs> No, no, no. We're not. We're not in that. Um, we're not in that. End. We're not in that marketplace, mate. Where we're going to go out and buy one of the best players in the world. We'll go out and buy players that are 50, 60 million, but we won't be playing hundreds and hundred and twenties, hundred and thirties for the best players in the world. We'll be playing top dollar for players that are in between the ages of 21 and 25 that will have some resale value to the football club. So we're not going to we be getting like, is that what you're saying? We're going to be doing an 80 million somewhere, getting like, just saying, you know what, let's just get him in, pay what we have yeah, to pay I Leo, on a serious note, I actually think that Antonio Conte will probably want some experienced players in, similar to what Jose Mourinho brought in, but players that have been there, uh, done it and, and got the T-shirt and, and have been successful. Do you agree Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. If we sign experienced players, they'll be in on free, free transfers. And I can see that. Listen, whatever the case is, I know for a fact, okay, for a fact, but in my, in my crystal ball, I know that if if we get top four, Conte is going to want and Conte is going to be going for players that he believes are going to uh, uh, be a representation of him on the pitch. He's not going to go for players that maybe. But no. this chairman, Leo, this chairman is not going to spend fifty or sixty million pound on a twenty-eight or twenty-nine year-old. Absolute fact, he's not going to do it. If he does, I'll come back on here and, and, I'll, and I'll have a bottle of wine with you. But the point is, he, he, is, brought, he brought in content. It is fair to say, though, that, that there are some very good players out there this summer on a right. free transfer. 
hundred percent. And then, we've got to get rid um, of Ndombele as well, though. First, remember that because Leon don't want him. Apparently, they've come out and said they don't want to keep him. So, yeah, my God, I'm not surprised Fabio's, the way he played West Ham. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd say. If Fabio has probably already done a couple of deals yeah. and agreed that are free transfers, but top players, they've been top players, round about that 28, 29, maybe even 30 mark, who Antonio kind of wants. He wants that, that type of character that epitomises him. And them deals will already be done. One of those players that doesn't epitomise him, but you keep hearing, and it's probably just press talk, is Gareth Bale again, Dean. What do you think about that? I can't see him coming back personally. but I think my personal opinion is is that if Wales get through to the World Cup, I think he will be looking for a short-term deal. I think that Real Madrid will get him out. He'll look for a short-term deal to play until the World Cup. And then I think he'll retire. I think if they don't get to the World Cup, I think he'll retire in the summer. Mm. What players do you think are safe at Spurs that Antonio Conte wants to keep for next season? Because you you mentioned there's a number of players that you expect to head out the door. Give me the players definitely on Antonio Conte's team sheet next season. Because when you look at the midfield, you, you talked earlier about Pierre-Emile Hoybier. And of course, Oliver Skip's got to come back as well. Um, Benton Kerr, would, would he be your first name on the team sheet in midfield? And, no, and if so, who, who's playing with him? Players that are safe. Lloris, Dyer, Romero. I think Ben Davis will stay, but I think Ben Davis will be uh, someone that will be as a backup. I think Hoiberg, I think Bentecourt, I think Skip will be okay. Kane, Son. The other lad that's come in, that his name I can't pronounce. Kulishevsky. That's the one. You try and say that when you've had a few wines like Leo. Hey. <laughs> and I think that there won't be much more than that, mate, to be honest with you. I think the core of that team there will be there, but there'll be, I think everyone else will kind of be, um, will kind of be available. I don't see regular. I mean, there was a rumour the other week that apparently Real Madrid wanted to take him back. I think Spurs yeah. would take, would take the money for that. Um, but those are the only ones. So, for, for, for me, they're the only ones that I see at this moment in time that would be um, would would be safe. What about Gill? That's on loan. What do you think of him, Brian Gill? No, I think I think he's a nice foot. I think he's a nice footballer. I don't think he's built for the Premier League. Mm. I don't think he's got. The, I don't think he's physically strong enough uh, to play. You know, you got to remember in this, if, if you're in European competition in England, you've got to be ready to play every four days. Right. I don't see this boy having the physicality to be able to do that. You don't think I think Dean and Lucy also will both, will, will potentially both be gone. 
Dean, one thing I did want to ask you, um, of course, Tottenham have announced a mini tour to South Korea and uh, reports that we'll be playing a game in Israel as well. Um, just wanted to ask you, where was the best place you ever went on pre-season and the strangest place as well? Um, oh, that looks at um, it all. <laughs> um, Hong Kong was good. Hong Kong was good at the end of the season. Um, don't really got really strange places at Tottenham, to be fair. Do you guys go clubbing when you go to these tours? Do you go... I'll tell you what, the best one, the best, uh, uh, yeah, we do actually, yeah, if we can. <laughs> yeah. Not, not actually the night before games, but Strip clubs, so, actually, that's not actually true, actually, because we did do that once, actually, but that's, I won't Strip go into that one. That's very, club. very unprofessional of us. But, uh, no, we want to hear was, about that one. Well, um, you went to strip clubs. I'll need to say definite yes or no. 100%. You have to go to strip clubs. We went on all the strip clubs on tour. So, yes. Well done. Good. Good boy. Carry on. Yes. Um, did, you win the, did you win the game, though, or did you lose after? Yeah, we won the game earlier in the night as well. Probably because we knew we were going there. We won 9 0. <laughs> <laughs> We need, to bring, um, we need to bring a pair of tits into the changing room then at half time. <laughs> the, the, uh, steady on, fellow. My wife's in the next room. Be, okay. Just be like, stay off the wine, son. Um, Got Harry Winks and Emerson for that. Crystal Palace. We had a trip at Crystal Palace on an international break. Yeah. In, uh, we went to Bastia in uh, Cyprus, island off Cyprus. And... Um, we was only going literally for for two days. Like it was two days. So the right. flight's four and a half hours. But the the plane on the way out nearly crashed. So Bastia, its runway is in between the seats. So the seats are either side of it. And at the end of the runway is the seat. And apparently at, at this airport, they have freak winds about two, three times a year. And it happened to be on the night that we were coming in to fly in. And um, we literally were coming in to land. And we could, we're could we looking out the window and we can see. And we can look out and we can see the end of the runway. And the wind is blowing the plane all over the place. And we're like... This is it. Like, we're like, shit. We ain't making this. And literally got to the end of the runways, come down, come down. And as he got there, he took back off again. And took it wow. to an airport. He took it to an airport about 25 minutes up the road. So we got to that airport, had no coach, nowhere to go. It's one o'clock in, it's like midnight. We had to wait for a coach to drive us then to the hotel, back right. to the hotel that we were staying at, the original hotel. We arrived at about half past seven in the morning. So we travelled from the following day Right. All for a two-day trip because Alan Smith wanted a night out. He <laughs> was the manager of Crystal Palace, and uh, but he was great. He was great fun, Alan. But we literally got in, had breakfast, went to bed, got up, had lunch, went back to bed, and then went to the stadium in the evening to play Bastia in the evening. Flipping awful! It was the worst bloody trip I've ever been on in my life. <laughs> 
Did you win? We went. We we got told that we was going to have a night out. It was. I think it was the only town in Cyprus that, or the only town in Bastia that never had any people that went out at night time. <laughs> so we was, we was having a few beers on our own. No club, no real lively bars, and then flew back the following day. It was an absolute shit. It was the worst trip I've ever been on. Fantastic. Great story. I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I asked now. What, what, the last question for all of you, and Leo, let's start with you. Where will Spurs finish at the end of the season? Uh, if you asked me this yesterday, I would have said we could probably... Fourth. Clinch, we could probably yeah, we could probably clinch third place. But I'm saying fourth. I believe in fourth. We can do it. Conte's going to do it. Fans, don't give up. Have the faith. Today was a blip. It's gone. It's over. The next game, Brentford, we're going to tuck them in. I'm saying 2-1. Spurs, top four. Then we're going to buy the, all the players we need. Now hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. How many bottles of wine have you had? Mate, this is how much I've drunk. And listen, this so, is... The, this so is... you're saying that before today, yeah. you thought that we could finish third? Yes. But, but we'd yes. be still two points behind Chelsea and they've got two games in hand. Yeah, this, it doesn't matter because we. I honestly believe we're going to beat, I thought honestly we were going to beat Brighton, yeah, which will make us two points behind um, Chelsea, right? It's only two points, right? That's a, that's a, that's one game, right? Yeah, but they got two Chelsea, games in hand. So, so did Arsenal have two games in hand? Look at them, you know. Yeah, and I got Arsenal so, shit, haven't I? Okay, well we don't yeah. know, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the it was this point. Just to say that thing. Listen, the beauty about the Premiership is, and which is what we should really embrace, is that lesser teams can come and beat the favourites. We should embrace that. We should embrace the fact that Brighton came to White Hart Lane and beat us, which means we can do the unthinkable, which means we can do things that were not not expected. So that's why I believe that we could have come third before today. Friday, if you ask me, I said maybe third. Today, I'm saying fourth. Okay, and it's not because of the the the, the glory of, of the truth serum. It's not because of that. It's I'm generally believe that we we were going to get third, but I'm saying we're going to get fourth. Yes, because Conte is in charge. So fans, be strong. Today was a blip. Fourth is on our way. I will say uh, I will say uh, fourth. Definitely, I, I still think we've got it in the tank. I still think it's in our hands. I still think we'll do it. I think we'll scrape it. I think, as Dean said, I think the North London derby will be will be the game. I think which would be a you know be a bit of a nail biter, won't it? But I think that will be the one that will decide it. And I think we will just edge it against uh, Brentford two one at the weekend. Dean, what score prediction are you going for for the Brentford game? I know you've even you guys have even answered the question. I've not even asked it. <laughs> no, I, I think we'll beat Brentford. I think that Brentford have got themselves in a, a safe position now. Um, I think that today, you know, is just a little bit of a press the reset button, and I think that we'll, um, I think we'll, we'll beat Brentford next week. Dino, I want to end this uh, on this show on a positive. Tell, tell us about your favourite memories whilst playing for Spurs. Oh dear, favourite memories. <laughs> Come on, you must have one or two. No, look, I've got 
you know, I've had, I had um, some great experiences playing the Spurs. Um, probably the, the best experience, if you're talking about my favourite experience, probably beating Man United at home in 1996 on New Year's Day 4-1. Yeah. Um, Was that I when Chris Armstrong that, scored? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I that. Um, uh, beating Liverpool away 2-1 in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jurgen scoring yeah. in the last minute. I mean, I, I, to be fair, I've got like I've got some, uh, you know, I've got wonderful memories and experiences, um, some some good experiences that become shit experiences all in one day. You know, playing against Arsenal at Wembley in '93, um, yeah. the FA Cup run in '94, '95, but then the anti-climax of the semi-final at Everton. Um, you know, so beating Man United. 4-1, beat Man United 4-1 in 90, 95, I think it was, or 96 on New Year's Day. You know, I've, you know, I, um, I've got some very, very fond memories of my time. If I had one, one favourite, it would be the Man United game, I think. No, I, I, actually, no, it would be, it'd be at Anfield. It'd be the Anfield. I thought you were going to say playing alongside Ramon Vega. Yeah, having a fucking laugh, ain't you? <laughs> Brilliant. Leo, I actually remember. I actually remember. He was so nice about you, Dean, the last time you were on with him. <laughs> no, no. Look, Ramon's top guy. Like, I get on really well with him. He, he and I really went at it once in training. Um, I. I had this, I had this thing, you know, playing right back, and, and always about being in covering positions. But Ramon had this frigging habit of that when the ball was on the, the other side of the field, so it was on the opponent's right side coming down our left, you would be covering him on the line, sort of covering him, and he would cheat and step two yards up trying to play someone offside. But you would always be be behind him. Yeah. So it kind of used to kind of potentially make you bad. So I, I dug him out one day in training under under Jerry Francis. I said to him, I, said, I, I think I called him. I think I called him a fucking clown. I think I called him. And I said to him, I said, you, you know, you can't keep doing this. Like it's it, that ain't defending. You don't defend anyway. Jerry had to get involved, and Jerry kind of sorted it out and actually agreed with me. Actually. So I was quite happy with that. <laughs> he agreed with me. So I said to Ramon, you know, you need to pipe, you need to pipe down. But uh, Ramon's uh, Ramon's good guy, good guy, top guy. So, so that was your favourite moment, really, Dean, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting Ramon in trouble. Leo, yeah. what's your favourite memory as a Spurs fan? I've probably got three. Can I say three quickly? Yeah. Okay. So. Um... Spurs fan was when Klinsman signed and he signed and they made the announcement when he was on the yacht. Um, yeah. when whoever, yeah, and then he, the game where he scored the overhead kick, it was like, and then he did the diving thing. And I was like, oh my god, this is true, this is actually happening. Spurs have actually signed, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. So that was one. Um, the second one was 
when um, we won the, is it the Carlin Cup or the Coca-Cola Cup? God, was it that long ago? 2008, when we won the... Uh, Carlin Cup. Yeah, Carlin Cup, yeah. Yeah, when Woodgate scored the win against Chelsea. I've got loads of Chelsea fans, and that was amazing for me. And then the final one, I would say, was obviously when we we got into the Champions League final, the Mora um, goal. I think that one, I lost the plot. Like, that was... I had friends over, and like they were all goading me because we were losing, and they were like, yeah, typical Spurs flop, blah, 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 Spursy, Spursy. And my head was in my hand, thinking we were out. And then all of a sudden... This, the guy that I, I've always abused, Sissoko, did a hopeful ball up. What's his name? Chested it down. Um, your mate, Delhi flicked it through. And who was there? Um, Who's Lucas, Who's Lucas, yeah, Who's Craig, <laughs> yeah, Your mate. mate. Your mate. Oh. Your mate, Delhi. Um, flicked through. <laughs> and then Lucas was there. And the thing is... When the ball went in, I was stunned. I, I was that's what I was say. I was absolutely stunned. I was like, no, nah, this can't be true. Am I watching like another game? I I've got to be it. honest with you, it's a funny story that oh, I've got a funny story with that regards to the Champions League semi-final. So I'm sitting in my lounge watching that game. Yeah. Effing and Jeffing at the TV because we're losing. Right. And my uh, eleven year old son is sitting next to me, he's a twin. But he's big, like he's he always says, How do you think we'll do today, Dad? Like, do you know what I mean? How do you, yeah, like, yeah. Always, how do you think we'll do like his Spurs? <laughs> so he's sitting there and it's like half past nine, quarter to or half past nine. I said, Come on, son, it's all over. <laughs> come, in. I'm like, come on, up you go, it's bedtime. So he goes, Right, okay. I went, Never mind, son, there's always another year. Up you go. <laughs> all of a sudden, we get one back. So his bedroom is directly underneath mine. So I'm, yes, here we go. Well, when Moira's goal went in, our house almost erupted and the roof almost come off. Right, and my son, his, my wife come in and says, Daniel's asleep upstairs. I went, all oh, right, okay. Anyway, I, I went upstairs. I crept upstairs and I crept to his room and I opened the door. I just started easing the door open. So I just started easing the door open. And he, he was laying face down. He had his head facing the door. And his little eyes popped up and looked at me. And I went. <laughs> <laughs> he got up. He got up. Come downstairs. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. That's one of the best memories as being uh, an ex-Spurs player um, in recent history. Is in regards to being a fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's exactly yeah. where we want to be again, Champions League. Craig, just before we go, give us your favourite memories as a Spurs fan. Yeah, very quickly. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little bit older than than all of you, perhaps not as old, old, much older than you, Chris. I can't remember how old you are, but I don't, I don't think there's many years between us, even though I probably look like it. But for me... <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's, just have, let's just have a little thing here. How old are you, Chris? 41. I'm oldest than everyone. Frank? I'm 48. I'm, I'm yeah. 44. Uh, see, I'm the oldest. You, you must have had a hell of a paper round. I'm 52. <laughs> I'm a fucking million dollars. Oh, 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 yeah, he, look, he, look, <laughs> he looks younger than me. He does look younger than me. Now, for me, um, 
it's very quickly because I've, I've got I have to be quick because my curry's about to turn up and that takes priority over anything, even Tom. And so, but for me, uh, Via's goal in the cup final in the replay for me that was my first proper memory of Tottenham. That's got to be up there. Um, Gascoigne's free kick in the semi final against Arsenal that is like a flashbulb moment. I will always remember that. But for me, totally agree with Leo. That Champions League semi-final, that whole evening, both my boys were watching it with us in tears. Mm. <clears throat> and then we got one back and then it was two. And that, that final minute, if I could live another moment, and I'll watch it, I'd probably watch it every month, at, at least every month. I watch the commentary. I watch Glenn almost having an art attack again and Rio Ferdinand checking that he's all right. And Gary Lineker jumping up and down. I just remember that night and it's all that like Dean said, the house just fucking went up and the cats went everywhere and <laughs> tore out the back door and we were running around the garden. I, I, I can't imagine what it was like to be there, Chris. And I know you were there. I, I, it was just the most phenomenal moment seeing Potter on his knees crying and Harry Kane running across the pitch thinking, Christ, don't turn your ankle. Don't turn your ankle now. And it was just the best ever moment I've ever had watching a football match. And that, that takes England, all the England games. I know we've had some downers, but it's better than Eric Dyer's scoring that, that penalty to knock Columbia out. It was just the best moment. I'm not sure it'll ever be topped unless we actually win something in the future. So it was just phenomenal. And it's something I'll always remember. And that has got to be my best overriding memory ever. And Mark Curry's here, so I've got to go. <laughs> the the cat weren't injured in there, that was it. Uh, no, the cat. Or no animals were harmed in the Champions League semi-final against Bayern. So, and Mark Curry just go, arrived. So, just, just tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got about twenty followers on Twitter and uh, Instagram. So uh, I'm at DM and Nine on Twitter if you want to follow me. I think it's crazy DM and Nine on in Instagram. Yeah, yeah, going well. Yeah, 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 really good. So. <laughs> I've gained a couple of... Usually when I do one of these things, people add me. So if you really want to add me on Twitter, um, I, I, I don't put anything on there really, but I can be... I might, I might do in the future. Who knows? Who knows? If I get a few more... You've already sold it. Yeah. You've really yeah, sold absolutely. it. I, I have, haven't I? Yeah. yeah, I'm not really into it, but I do like Twitter for reading stuff. But my wife's just saying to me that the curry's here, so I'm going to have to go. But Chris, thank you very much for having me on. Dean, lovely to meet you. Thank I'll you. I'll videos on here. Um, absolute really legend nice. of the club. I, I will certainly do. And Leo, all the best. Lovely to speak to you. As you Craig, as always. Enjoy the curry. I will. And Dean, thanks so much for joining us again. And tell everyone what you're up to at the moment. See you later, everyone. I'm um, currently, Craig, I've, I do a couple of things. I've got a couple of different things going on. So I'm director of football at St Albans. Uh, which is the first club that gave me my opportunity. So we've got a, a rather exciting project going on up here. So um, I'm doing that at the moment. I've still got my um, my my young uh, academy. So I've got a, a thing called Valenti Academy in St Albans. We have two sites. My good friend from Crystal Palace, Bobby Barry, does one in Croydon. I do the one in St Albans. Uh, so I've got about uh, probably 130 odd kids between under sevens and under 18s that you know I'd like to try and uh, help and give back to the game. 
Well, Dean, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. And uh, and Leo, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, so you got the Leo the Lion Graham. That's my Instagram handle. So hit me up there if you want to talk shit with me. It's all good. Hit me up on my DMs. But actually, I've got something, you know. Uh, just Dean's lost... doing it right now. <laughs> Do it right now. Dean, come on, mate. Send me the abuse. It's fine. I get it all the time. Money's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's what it is listen so, that's uh, the biggest thing it, if anything of everything that i miss about the game yeah it's been in the dressing room with the lads yeah um with your mates having the banter because we had some banter by the way yeah yeah we had some funny funny guys these players now, mate, are like boring bastards, mate. You can't do anything with them. Do you know what I mean? They don't. They don't laugh. Yeah. Dean, Dean, tell, tell us the best. Tell us the best players for banter who you played with. Steve Sedgley. Right. Oh yeah. Quality. Quality. Some funny stories. Some funny, funny stories. Um, I, I, I can't. Some of them are too rude, but I can't tell. Well, give us, give us one or two quickly. Come on. Well. All right, he's shitting Eric Torsvitz's glove one day when <laughs> Eric was getting chased. So, <laughs> what? What's that? He used to come in every wow. day. He's coming every day. And when Eric used to go in, he, he used to cut the toes off his socks. So when he got out of the shower, he'd come out and put his socks on. He had no, <laughs> he had no toes in his socks. <laughs> I don't even know that's banter. That's not banter. That's, that's, oh, yeah. That is banter. That, you call that we banter have, like six years down the have, line. We, we used to have in 92, 93, we used to have five aside on a Monday after training. And you had to, like, if you was the worst player, you, you got given this old dirty yellow jersey. Like, so it was like the yellow jersey. And one of the players took offence so much that he, he set... He set fire to the yellow jersey. So the boys got all his gear and threw his gear up the uh, tree and set fire to him. That was the type of things that we used to get up to. Well done. Andy Gray used to he used to have a load of stuff that used to come in. He used to sell he used to sell clothes to all the players. So shoes, shoes, yeah. jackets, everything. Yeah. He sold he sold uh, Gary Mabbott uh, leather jacket and the arms fell off it. <laughs> oh Dean, we need more of these stories. We really do. We need to no, get them no, back. No, no, no. Can I yeah. just say quickly, um, just to, to to perk up the fans, we lost today, which is sad. So but I've got a little I've got because I started a I started a, a TikTok, Chris. Um so I did I'm doing a few like comedy sketches on there. So um, can I put can I post a link on your on the chat? Um, so Spurs fans, if you wanna if you wanna laugh, if you wanna feel better today, you know I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post a little skit that we did um, a few days ago on my, on my TikTok. So follow me on my TikTok. Um, it's it's me and my um, my fellow actor friend uh, Ludwig. So he's uh, so he's 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 on the sketch as well. So follow that. Enjoy that. But actually, Chris, also, um, I want to give a shout out because at today's game, we had uh, a friend of mine's son who is a, is a ball boy today at today's game. Um, so I want to okay. give him a shout out. Can I do that? Yeah. Quickly, quickly, let's give a shout out to Mappy, my boy. So um, I'll give to his kids. 
uh, Ruby, um, George, and JJ, who was the actual J Jensen, who was actually the actual ball ball boy. How's he? How's he? He's his mate. He's reading it off a bloody order. I am. I am. I yeah, but I don't know. I wanted to make sure that his kids, I got the kids' name right. It's JJ, he said, he said JJ. Listen, it says JJ. Listen, it says JJ, the official ball boy. So I, all these things I have to get absolutely right because I'm going to get slated. So I need to get that out. Um, yeah, so he was the ball boy today. Maybe that's why we lost. I don't know. <laughs> nah. No, Listen, you know, in oh, yeah, all seriousness, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, we're sitting here today and, and a little bit, not, not, not doom and gloom because we've got to keep smiling. The world's not a nice place at the minute and there's a lot of crap going on. Um, yeah. And to be able to still have the opportunity to go and watch our team play football in the stadium is something that we should, um, feel privileged that we can be able to do because there's a lot of people out there obviously with the the situation in Ukraine and you know our country's in a bit of a state itself at the moment with a lot of things going on and there's a lot going to be a lot of people that are going to be, be struggling in, in years to come because of the things that we've got going on in our country but you know we have to keep smiling if 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 we can make each other laugh because you've got to laugh you have to you have to have a smile on your face in this life as, fr as frustrated as we get with our football team, we have to keep smiling. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you to Leo. And thank you uh, to you, Dean, because you both have certainly made me smile today. I didn't think I'd be laughing um, at the end of uh, end of today's game, I must say. So thanks for your input today. Um, let's hope that we're all smiling at the end of the season. Tottenham Hotspur get Champions League football for next season under Antonio Conte. And let's hope that it's a great summer and we get a Jurgen Klingsman type signing in to... to to make uh, Dean smile even more. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, do please do share this video and uh, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you don't already. And I'll see really? you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Just because our parents are getting older doesn't mean they don't have lots to do. They might just need a little help. At Care.com, you'll find people who can take them to appointments and events, help pick up groceries and cook great meals. Whatever it is they like to do, the right caregiver can help. And since everyone at Care.com is background checked, you can be confident that you're getting support from someone you can trust. Find qualified local senior caregivers for your parents at Care.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.